Psalm 78 and verse 41. Uh, where we read, the Lord says, Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. This is a psalm where uh, the uh, Lord uh, speaks and, uh, and re rehearses the many things that he has done for his own people. He begins right at the beginning, uh, uh, verse 1, he says, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. And he rehearses all the ways that the Lord has um, saved them, has kept them, has provided for them. And yet he comes with this indictment. He says in verse 41, Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Now, I, my theological position is from a reform position. Uh, I believe strongly in the sovereign sovereignty of God and his decrees that has been from everlasting, that the Lord does according to his good pleasure. He does all things for our good. He works out everything for our good. And uh, no one says to him, what doest thou? He does according to his, his own good pleasure. And he is Lord. He is king. Uh, he is sovereign. But what does it mean then here that man limits God? How can man limit the sovereign God? Uh, how do you interpret this, this text here? Uh, well, here is this historical account, um, and it's written for our benefit. Uh, and particularly, it is a warning to us. Limiting the Holy One of God the, or, or the limiting the Holy One of Israel? Um, and that is astounding. Can man limit God? Can the Lord's people, can the church limit his purpose and intentions? Well, from this, yes, in one sense, and that is they miss out the blessing. They miss out the blessing. Within the context of this psalm, we, we see that these people did, did limit him in that they set bounds to his power and goodness. It was they limited him in their mind. God cannot be limited. God will do whatever he wills. But we can limit him in our own minds. We can put boundaries around him and say, well, the Lord would not do such and such a thing. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, he could do this, we would say, uh, but this other thing he can't do. No, no, he can't do that. And that's exactly how we ought to interpret this. Uh, because, for example, just to give a couple of examples, in verse 19, they say, Yea, they speak against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? In verse 20, they said, Behold, he smote the rock. So they ex uh, accepted that. Yes, he has smote the rock, and the water gushed out, and the streams overflowed. But can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? So they are saying, no, God can't do this. He did the other things, but he can't do that. And we can easily say the same thing. Yes, he has done these other things for other people, but not for us. He can't do that for us. So they are, uh, there are things we can say in our own minds God can't do. And so in this way, they limited God. And, and you and I do the same thing. Uh, and uh, people can limit God when we fix and limit God. Um, to uh, li limit ourselves to a certain blessing, and we say, this is what I want. And yet we forget, actually, God's thoughts are far above our thoughts. 
The Lord wants us to have something far greater than this little thing that we, we want to have. Uh, and we, we are so short-sighted. And we say, if, if only I, I had this thing. And yet the Lord says, I want you to have the world in, in the sense of for my glory. I want you to be able to reach to the world. And, and we think to ourselves that, that uh, you know, the, the sermon that, that we might preach, the witness that uh, we might give to someone. It is only for this little purpose, it's this little witness, and yet we don't know the implications. We don't know the plan of God, how the Lord will work in this person's life and work his own purposes to reach an innumerable group of people. You think about the, the Lord's purposes for Abraham and then his plan and promise that through him all the families of the world will be blessed. So the Lord knows best, and yet we limit him. We say only to this measure, to this degree, to this size, to this time. Uh, Lord, we, we need this thing now. Or if, if we could have it yesterday, or if we could have it tomorrow, and yet we forget, no, God's timing is so different to us. He's, the degree by which he wants to bless is so different. And um, or, or we say... Uh, we want the, just the blessing itself. <clears throat> we just want the answer to the prayer itself. But it, the time that God should give the blessing should be left all to the Lord himself. He knows best. He is wiser than us. And so we, we offer up these weak prayers, these um, half-formed prayers. We think we know, and yet we don't know. And we, we, in our minds, we can limit the Lord. And that's exactly what they did. And um, so, so think about that. One of the things I wanted to mention was that just look at these people. Consider the people who are guilty of this great sin, of limiting the power of God and the work of God in their own lives. And it's, it was then, it was Israel. Today, it is the professing Christians. <clears throat> so, friends, think on this. God's problem is not with the world. God's problem is not with the world. It is with his own people. That's the problem. We are wrong in thinking that the fault and the deficiency of the day is outside the church, outside of my life. No, it is inside. That's the problem. These are the days of a spiritual indifference. Where? Outside? No, more of it is inside. These are the days of apathy. Outside, no, it's inside the church, inside our homes. There is apostasy, not outside, but inside the church. And, and so that's why the Lord says again and again, my people, my people, these are the indictments against my people. And at the same time, the Lord says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So as we have said many, many times, revival begins within. God's problem is not with the atheists. They are not, uh, his problem is not with the agnostics, with the infidels, with, with the devotees of the uh, modern uh, um, goddesses. And uh, his, his problem is not with the political movements. It's not about who is in power right now in our governments. He can bring them down in a minute, overnight. 
the Bill Gates of this day that that you think how could they be brought down and yet he is going to be brought down through his, his his divorce just overnight that's it so God's problem is with his own people and so that's why in verse one he says give ear oh my people that's what the Lord is calling give ear and and you think about who is being limited who we are limiting in our own minds, and who is it that should be blessing us, and yet we miss out the blessing? It's the Lord, the Creator, the Sustainer, the the, the um, Redeemer of mankind, the Sovereign God. By our unbelief, not taking heed to His word, we are limiting the One with whom all things are possible. In Matthew nineteen twenty six, the Lord said, "With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible." And I won't have time to go through some of the things I wanted to say. But how do we limit God? Just I'll very briefly just outline how do we limit God. From this psalm, in, in, in what happened in the mind of the people, this is what they, how they limited. They limited God by, by their disobedience. And by our disobedience, we limit God. Um, and the, the one conditional um a condition of blessing in the lives of God's people is obedience, which simply means gladly and unquestionably doing what God says. And how do we stand with regard to this? Am I a disobedient Christian? When the Lord says, if ye abide in me and my word abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments. And abide in his love. Ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. If ye love me, keep my commandments. We could go on. Disobedience limits God's blessing in and through us. But also, secondly, we limit God by our forgetfulness. You go through this psalm and you see how often they forgot God. They, they, they forget his, his blessings. His encouragements. And how many times you have been blessed. You have been brought through waters. You've been, through, you've been brought through fires. And you've been brought to this thus far. And then something happens. And you forget what God has done before. He has delivered us. He has guarded us. He has guided us. All of these things you see through this psalm. He has answered our prayers. And at each fresh recognition of his goodness. We have turned back to him. Uh, and so that's another thing, forgetfulness. Are we forgetting the Lord? Then thirdly, we limit God by our unbelief, our unbelief. And, um, and you see this in this psalm as well in verses 19, 20, verses 22, verse 32. They forget God. Um, and this is what the Lord, uh, I'm sorry, they, they had unbelief. They did not believe. In Matthew 13 and verse 58, the Lord said, and or the scripture says, and he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Do you trust the Lord? Or do you really pray believing? In Mark 6 and verse 5, it says, and he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. It was their unbelief. It, and we read in Matthew 17 and verse 19, then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? 
And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Unbelief, my friends, is a paralyzing sin. It not only paralyzes us, but, but in our minds, it, it limits God, and we miss out the blessing. Because we say, no, I, I can't believe God can do such and such a thing. But the Lord says, if thou canst believe, all things are possible with, to him that believeth. But also there is worldliness that is referred to here. I won't mention anything about that, but there is there worldliness in our lives? Um, or insincerity, that's another point. Insincerity can limit the Lord. If we had time, I, I would read to you about the way they were trying to flatter God. How can we flatter the Lord? Uh, the Lord Jesus says, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain do they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. And before that, he says, Ye hypocrites. So let us not pray, not believing what we say in, in, uh, with insincerity, but also gratitude. Some, something else that limits the, 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 the Lord's blessing is when we are, we are unthankful. Are you thankful to God? Or do you come with all your woes and all your cares? Come to God with thankfulness, cheerfully. How ungrateful and unappreciative. They were at God's hand. And you can read this psalm later on. They saw the signs of the Lord. They were unthankful. They saw God intervening. They were unthankful. They saw God guiding them. They were unthankful. They saw God providing. They were unthankful. They saw God chastening them. And they were unthankful. But also idolatry. Friends, think on these things. Maybe to, uh, this afternoon we need to think. And pray that prayer of David, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Let us not limit God in our minds. Let us not be as those who just go their own way, try their own thing and do not experience God's blessing. Let us subject ourselves to him and be content and give him glory by submitting to his powers, submitting to his wisdom, submit to his timing, submit to his command. Let us be filled with thanksgiving and praise to him. Praise God that the Lord does according to his counsel of his own will for his own pleasure, not for our pleasure, for his own pleasure. And that when God glorifies himself, that eternally benefits his own people too. Well, may God bless us and may we learn these things for his own glory. Amen.